1: Conference races are heating up, and we've got your bases covered more than ever on College Sports Now. We always go three up and three down, and now we're doing it two times a week, every Tuesday and Thursday on CSN. From Coral Gables to Beantown, from the Bayou to the Space Needle, join me, Kyle Shasperger David Kahn, and Michael Serber as we fulfill your college baseball appetite. Breaking news, special guests, top radio calls, and more. You can find it all wherever you podcast by searching College Sports Now.
2: Well, hi, everybody. Welcome in to another edition of Inside Southern Miss Athletics, our weekly look kind of behind the scenes of what's going on in Southern Miss Athletics. Great to have you with us, John Cox. And I'm going to be joined today by, as always, our Director of Athletics, Jeremy McClain. We'll also spend some time talking Golden Eagle baseball with junior right-hander Tanner Hall out of Zachary, Louisiana, and also a junior outfielder designated hitter from Columbia, Mississippi, Slade Wilk. So, good show. Sit back and listen as we go Inside Southern other Miss Athletics, and again, Jeremy McLean always starts it off for us. And Jeremy, a lot of things are coming to an end in regards to uh, athletics here as we uh, get into the month of April. But still, enough going on to keep everybody busy right now.
3: Yeah, always. And uh, you're right, though. We get into April and kind of winding down the semester. Um, you know, a lot of schoolwork to be done and, and exams to be taken during the month of April and getting ready for commencement in early May. Um, but really, have kind of begin to you know get into to the the stretch run for a lot of our sports, think about beach volleyball, they'll finish up in the month of April and uh, golf programs are, are are nearing the you know the end and and a um, little bit of competition left, same for tennis you know and then baseball and softball and outdoor tr- uh, track and field and so we've got plenty of opportunities still to compete, but as we we begin to get to a place where you know the picture becomes a little more clear of what the end of the semester looks like and and uh, we're, we're beginning to try to uh, put a bow on a lot of things.
2: Overall picture, though, the ports that compete in the spring, I think there's a lot of success. There are a lot of teams that are, you know, making moves for the conference championship. A lot of teams that are really gotten better this year. So a lot of excitement going on in those spring sports.
3: Yeah, I think, we you know, just like we saw in the fall and the winter, we've had our share of success, certainly, John. And, and um, you know, we we have uh, baseball, obviously, you know, riding the, the thick of things. And our golf programs have fared very well and uh, really excited about what uh, our track and field opportunities coming down the stretch and so a lot of opportunities for us to to have success uh, throughout the month of april and may and and uh, you know look forward to finishing strong and you know our, our goal is always you know is it, to be one of the best programs as a whole within the league and and um i think right now the commissioner's trophy in the sunbelt is called the Bubis cup uh, former commissioner uh vic Bubas um the first commissioner of the league named after him and so there's a point system and i think right now we're we're sitting in third place and and that doesn't obviously take into account spring sports because they're not complete yet but through the fall and the winter, we're sitting in third place. And um, you know, as a newcomer to the league, I'm excited about that. I think I'm proud that, that we've 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 made a difference in the league, and that we're having some success. So we'll see what the spring holds, and and maybe uh, maybe we can make a run at um, you know at, at finishing first in the Commissioner's Cup. When you look overall, Jeremy,
2: at, at the spring sports, how do you kind of gauge how uh, the success of those sports? I mean, obviously football, basketball, even baseball, you have a pretty clear picture of how they're doing. But what about some of the uh, spring sports that maybe aren't as easy to kind of judge how they're doing.
3: Yeah, I, I think it's a couple things. Number 1, um I think you got to evaluate kind of where you're at as a program. So in other words, let's let's think about softball for example. Um, it's a very it's a it's a transition year. We've got a brand new coaching staff, we've got a young group. Uh, we're a little bit thin, roster wise. Uh, and so you know that evaluation is a little bit different than when we talk about baseball. you know the established coaching staff, recent success, and those kind of things. and and so I think it always is about where is the program, what the expectations are. you know, and then you begin to think about uh, sports like golf and tennis, where really, you know, there's a lot of uh, competition that happens during the year, but it boils down to conference tournament. So. You know the the golf is a great example. Golf tournament, um, it'll really kind of boil down to that head to head competition there uh, at the end of the year. And so, you know, and, and and that's tough sometimes. You you have a good weekend or you don't. You know, it really dictates how you feel about the year. But um, you know, so those sports really are, and uh, the same holds true for for obviously um, track and field. You know, it really is dependent on that final competition, conference championship.
2: Don't have time to ask about all the sports. I try to do that a little bit at a time each week. But what about golf, really some success there, I think, and particularly on the men's side, they've got a chance maybe to win a conference championship.
3: Yeah, uh, both programs have, have had a good year, certainly. Um, the men, as you mentioned, I think, John, really scheduled some tough competition this year. They've been right on the edge of being a top 50 program, you know, in uh, points in the year, have been, and, and uh, really proud of that step. Uh, for, for Eddie and his group they they really have made a lot of progress and so yeah excited about the end of the year for them and what that looks like from a conference standpoint and so I think they've put themselves in a really good position uh, for potential at postseason play by the way they've scheduled by uh, how they prepared to sell for a conference championship so they've they made a ton of progress. Eddie
2: Bresher, Lucy Nunberg, the two coaches in those uh, in men's and women's golf, the two folks who are really good golfers in their own right uh, during their college days and that's kind of Translated into what they're able to bring to our men and women's golfers. Yeah,
3: we're very fortunate. They have both done a great job of trying to build these programs the right way and and, and building relationships and, and recruiting the right way and those kind of things. We continue to try to provide resources, fundraise. We've got some facility plans that we're working on for them to try to com- improve um, – Uh, competitiveness from a standpoint of recruiting and development and so there's a lot of good things happening within our golf programs and I think you're you're going to begin to see those results be a little bit more consistent and 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 really be in a position to to be nationally relevant and and we have been at times and I think I think we're going to continue to chase that, and uh, we're, we're very, very fortunate that uh, to have both of them leading our program.
2: Spending some time with our director of athletics, Jeremy McClain, as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. On the women's softball side, Natalie Poole in her first year as a head coach. They've had some ups and downs, as you're going to have when you take over a program and have to make a few adjustments, some changes. But all in all, they're playing pretty well right now.
3: They are. They've had a really good year. Not You know, non-conference got off to a great start, and we kind of knew when conference play started – they're a little thin in some areas, uh, especially, you know, when you think about pitching staff wise or just numbers. You know, Natalie took took the job in early August and really didn't have a chance to recruit and just from a standpoint of adding depth. And um, so, so we knew a little thin there, a little young. And so, the the league really did not do us any favors from a schedule standpoint. We played some of the best teams in the league out of the gate. And so it's been a a tough start to conference play, but several weekends still to go, opportunities in front of us to to continue to to bounce back and just – been really pleased with the competitiveness of the group and and what they've seen. Although we've struggled a little bit in conference play, we've been really right in almost every game and and um, and so that you know encouraged by that. Certainly, Natalie and her staff work really hard. Um, you know, we got a, a good group of players that not only are we fighting this year to be in the mix and get in the conference tournament and compete, but you're also uh, preparing yourself for the next couple of years with a young group. And so, really excited about what that looks like and and um, you know hope, uh, hoping that we can. And, uh, finish this season strong. Our track and field coach, John Stewart, he's regarded around the country, I think as one of the, the best in
2: the business, and uh, the Lady Eagle Track Program, the Golden Eagle Program, the men and the women are both having another good year and uh, looking forward to perhaps being in the mix of things for the conference championship and then on to the Nationals.
3: Yep. Uh, you know, John does a great job. He and his staff do a fantastic job, a really, a really keeping us uh, in a position to be competitive and um, you know I think I think we're seeing that again this year uh, we'll'll we'll with a new league, you, you know you, the faces change. You've got some new new programs that are that are good at different things, and so create some new challenges for you. So I think John and his staff are working through some of that, but um, you know, definitely think that um, they've put us in a position to to be competitive, to be in the mix when it comes to uh, conference uh, competition and 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 that uh, that final conference meet. And so look forward to that and 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 seeing our um, our Golden Eagles compete for a championship.
2: As as the athletic director, you got to be excited about. A- Across the board, all the sports that you have here at Southern Miss, got to be excited about the success you're seeing all up and down the line.
3: We are excited. Definitely, without a doubt, pleased with uh, the transition of the Sun Belt, what we've seen, how we've competed, as I mentioned, where we're positioned. We really, you know, we've got places we want to get better, certainly, but really pleased with what this first year has brought us. Now, having said that, we don't get an opportunity to – sit back and bask in success, right? You don't get a chance to just stand around and and applaud for everyone because it it is a nonstop game of how do we get better because you know everyone around you is trying to do the same thing. And so for us, I'm really pleased with where we're at. I, I think we're in a good position. I think we have really good people leading our programs. I think we've got great people on our staff. So our job is 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 now to take that and continue to build on it, and, and really, um, you know, take advantage of some momentum that we've created over the last few years. We've got to make sure we take that next step. Visiting with Jeremy McLean,
2: our director of athletics, we continue to go inside Southern Miss athletics. I'm going to think, as the athletic director, and, of course, you spent some time in the Sunbelt Conference. You had an idea of what it might bring to Golden Eagle Athletics. But I think as some things surprised you? I mean, we've had some success. The fans are really kind of putting their arms around the Sunbelt Conference. So, are anything that surprised you about Southern Miss being in the Sunbelt?
3: I don't know if there's been any surprises. I think what we said it was going to be is, is what it's been, you know, When you think about football, for example, the opportunity to be the best group of five uh, league in, in the country, and I think we're right on the heels of that. I think I think we've got a great opportunity over the next couple of years to establish ourselves as 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 being in that mix. And you know, I think we talked about what basketball was going to look like and how it was competitive night in and night out, and there's really good teams in the league, and 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 we saw that, you know. And we talked about softball and baseball being a top five league in the country, but you know, respectively. And we, we're seeing that, you know. I think both both softball and baseball are in a position to be the top. Five, top five league in the country. And so I don't think there's any real surprises. I've been pleased that it's 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 been what we thought it was going to be, and that is a really, really difficult conference, a very competitive conference that fits us much better than anything we've experienced in, in a long time. And, and so, you know, I don't know if there's any surprises, John, but I, I think we're really pleased with where we're at. The league has been everything we want, thought it would be. And we've got an opportunity to continue to grow this league and get stronger, and that's what I'm most excited about.
2: We're going to visit here in uh, just a bit with two members of our Golden Eagle baseball team, Tanner Hall and uh, Slade Wilkes. Let's talk Tanner Hall first. You were a pitcher at the college level on the highest level up there at Delta State. What do you see when you watch Tanner Hall on the mound for the Golden
3: Eagles? Well, I am I love watching Tanner throw, first of all. Not as as an AD, yes, but as just, just a baseball You know, someone who played the game watching him throw was, it's really fun. And he, what I love about Tanner is, is he attacks his own, he pitches to contact in a day and age where we're teaching everyone that you got you have you have to you know run up a bunch of strikeouts and you got to have a bunch of swings and misses. You know I think he threw a complete game through a hundred and a little over hundred pitches a couple weekends ago and threw a complete game. You don't you know you do that by pitching to contact and and he's getting a ton of ground balls and he really look he's looked great the last few times out. He's a guy I think from a team perspective and you and you really need this guy especially on a Friday night. Our guys know that when he takes the mound we got a chance to win the ball game every time out and he'll you know as a pitcher some days you, you have better stuff than others but Tannery is always going to give you a chance to win the ball game and I think that from a confidence standpoint for a team and a program is really really important and he has embraced that role and, and I'm super proud of the way he's handled himself and represented us you know sometimes when you have a unbelievable year like he did last year coming back and repeating that can be a challenge and and I'm I'm so proud of the way he's handled it and handled that expectation, and and uh, you know just just thankful he's on our squad. Slade Wilkes is a guy; he's been mainly the designated
2: hitter for the Golden Eagles. Young man out of Columbia and Bunker Hill, Mississippi, outside of a Columbia. Battle injuries, but healthy now, and really swinging a bat as well as anybody on the ball club right yeah, now.
3: His approach at the plate right now is 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 great, and it's been fun to watch. And he's you know he's he's just he's been a great example of just continuing to develop. You know from freshman year to sophomore year, to junior year, and just kind of development each year and getting better and a better approach at the plate and getting the right pitches to hit. And, and I think any hitter will tell you um, that's the biggest part of it is getting getting pitches to hit. And Slade just done an excellent job of, of doing that and just continuing to grow and develop and really, really work hard to be where he's at right now and just a great young man you know uh, a local a local guy who you know great family great support here locally and and just really please to see him have that level of success. I don't think it surprises any of us, but it's fun to see. It's been fun to watch, and it doesn't it doesn't just happen. He has worked really, really hard to get to this place, and he's really he's really been leading our team offensively for you know for a big big part of the season.
2: After a midweek game at Alabama, finally back home against James Madison at the Pete Taylor Park, the schedule early on been on the road quite a bit, but now down the stretch, a lot of home games on the schedule.
3: Yeah, you know, we were at home early and then and then have had it, we got to kind of in the middle of a tough stretch on the road, but like you said, you know, kind of enjoy uh, getting back at home towards the end of the schedule. And so, you know, I think our road trips have been really good, you know, to go on the road and and, and win Back-to-back weekends, win-win series against top 50 RPI teams in the league is a big deal, and uh, and we had to fight for them, and and I think our guys showed that they're willing to do that, and so I think that's what it's going to take down a stretch. It's going to be a it's going to be a slugfest. It's a really good league. There are no easy weekends. There are no easy outs, you know, and so it's going to be a battle, and um, so those those home weekends, we obviously need to play well and take advantage of being at home, and got a great opportunity in front of us this coming weekend.
2: Hi, Jeremy. As always, thanks for the visit. We'll see you at Pete Taylor Park this week weekend and uh, let's see if we can't have another great week in southern miss athletics let's do it thanks john all right jeremy mcclain our director of athletics nice enough to sit in with us and talk golden eagle athletics when we come back we will visit with the junior right-hander out of zachary louisiana tanner hall stops by to visit with us when we come back this is inside southern miss athletics
4: some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack
1: Your one stop for all college sports is the Varsity app and the brand new Varsity Network website, thevarsitynetwork.com. Keep up with your favorite teams and the rest of college sports, no matter where you are, with thevarsitynetwork.com. Live and on-demand broadcasts, your favorite college-centric podcasts, with stories and video around college sports and your favorite teams. Be sure to download the Varsity app and check out the brand new Varsity Network website, thevarsitynetwork.com.
2: Hi, and welcome back, everybody, as we continue to go inside Southern Miss Athletics. Going to spend some time now with the junior right-handed pitcher out of Zachary, Louisiana. Tanner Hall stops by to visit with us as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. All right, Tanner, before we talk about a lot of different things about your career and things here at Southern Miss, remind everybody just a little bit about where
4: you're from and, and kind of what your path was to Southern Miss, how you became a Golden Eagle. So I'm I'm from Zachary, Louisiana, which is about 15 minutes north of Baton Rouge. And all throughout high school, really since I was younger, I was always just kind of a, a strike thrower. I didn't really I didn't throw very hard or anything like that. I was just a guy that would go out there and fill his zone up. And that's how I found myself pitching my uh, so my freshman year I was on I was on a JV team, actually. And then sophomore year is actually when I was able to pitch for varsity and I was a, I was a closer that year. And like I said, the the way I was able to get out there was through my ability to throw strikes. And it was just that the coach trusted me. And I kind of started getting a little bit of some some velocity jumps as the years went on. I think I, I topped 90 maybe my junior year and then kept trying to go a little farther. Haven't didn't start throwing much harder than that. But I got recruited by Southern Miss my sophomore year. And I mean, I came on a visit here and I fell in love with the place. We were playing Ole Miss in a midweek. I remember. And it was a 4-3 to three ball game we won. I remember Matt Walner, he robbed a home run and hit two home runs that game. And, I mean, this place was the place I wanted to go once I saw the atmosphere. And, I mean, it was an easy decision. Remind me now, you played baseball, but you played something else too. Was it soccer or something like that? Yeah, I played soccer all four years of – early my whole life, but in high school I played all four years. I was on varsity all four years actually uh, started as well. And, I mean, that was – that's what I thought my calling was. I thought I was going to be a soccer player, but as I guess I developed a little bit more on the baseball side, I learned that baseball was the sport I wanted to play. I was
2: going to ask you, was soccer something to do to
4: keep in shape, or were you really, you kind of love soccer? Uh, it was both actually. I mean, it really helped with my arm care. I feel like because I was always running around. So like if I, I would have to go to baseball practice and then immediately after I was booking it back to soccer practice. And if I had a bullpen that day, then it was kind of good. You know, I would go throw or long toss and then immediately I was going to jog around and kind of get that lactic acid pushed out of my body. And I mean, it made me feel really good. But I mean, I did love soccer. I loved the coach that we had in high school so I mean it it just was easy to keep playing.
2: Were you a good soccer player?
4: I was I was a first team all district or something my my senior year I had I think like 28 goals or something I was I was pretty good. Was there a point where uh, during your high school career you decided baseball was probably what you wanted to try to do you wanted to try to go play on the college level? Uh, My sophomore year is whenever I thought that okay that was that was my way to go play college baseball like and get into a college because, I mean, I wasn't really sure where my life was going. I actually talked to my dad about quitting baseball my freshman year because I thought that since I was on varsity for soccer and, and JV for baseball that soccer was where I was going to go. But, I mean, he talked me out of it and just said, like, no, nah, we're going we're gonna to keep playing, you know. You don't want to just give up on anything. So I kept playing, and, I mean, I ended up getting some offers, and, I mean, that, that's how I ended up here. Were, who was the first person you'd met from Southern Miss? One of the coaches who maybe
2: had just happened to be there, whether it was to see CU or see somebody else. Who was the first one that
4: made contact with you? Well, Coach Oz is the first one to come recruit me, but uh, they were him and Coach Kaye were both kind of around at the same time. But I do remember specifically when Coach Oz came to one of my high school games and watched me pitch, and it happened to be one of my worst outings in my entire life. But I mean, he still trusted it and. He saw that I kept competing and that's what he tells me all the time we talk about that outing it was against Catholic high school and we talk about it all the time about how he saw that I just kept competing and then that's why he stuck with me. Were some of the
2: pitches you throw now did you have those in your repertoire back in high school or, or were you basically a fastball curveball type
4: of guy? Uh, well I was a, a four seam and a change-up guy so the changeup was still my go-to strikeout pitch I had a a little rinky-dink curveball. It wasn't very good though, and I had a two seam, but it wasn't. It was no sinker, that's for sure. It it, uh, it just ran in a little bit, and I mean, my four seam has arm side action as well, so that was my go to. Was fastball changeup as it is now, but obviously now Coach Oz helped me develop that that sinker, and I mean, that's a killer pitch.
2: In high school, were you uh, familiar with the tradition and history of Southern Miss, or did you just you knew of Southern Miss, just didn't
4: know much about who they were and what they did? I mean, I really didn't even know what Southern Miss was. I'd never even heard of it. I wasn't really familiar with many colleges anyways, because, I mean, I grew up in Baton Rouge, and so I knew about three or four around Louisiana, and that was about it. But I did hear about Southern Miss through my high school pitching coach whenever he told me a story. I mean, my our whole high school st- coaches went to southeastern Louisiana for college, and it was like six of them that played baseball there. Well, my pitching coach was in the same boat as that, but he was the only one to tell me about southern miss and the tradition here he said i mean they make a regional all the time they're a top 25 program he told me about whenever he came and pitched here i think it was his freshman year at southeastern he came here and he said the, the roost was giving it to him. He gave up a, a grand slam when he came in and stuff. And he said, I mean, this, he said this place was really cool. And if he had a choice, he said he would have chose that, this place over Southeastern.
2: We are visiting with Golden Eagle junior right-hander Tanner Hall from Zachary, Louisiana. Nice enough to take us inside Southern Miss Athletics. All right, you get to Southern Miss when you got here. Who were some of the pitchers on that staff at the time? What did you think about the competition you had when you got here? Because I guess the first year, you were used more or less out of the bullpen.
4: Yeah, the competition was there. I mean, we had so much talent in the pitching staff, Walker Powell, Hunter Stanley, you know, Drew Boyd was a was our go to midweek guy and Sunday guy whenever it came to that. And I mean, it was it was tough for me because I I came in wanting to wanting to be a starter. And I knew that those older guys had more innings and and more uh, experience and at the Division One level. So I knew it would be tough for me. But then again, it also helped me out because I was able to talk to those guys and kind of pick their brains and hear hear how the season goes for them and their kind of weekly routines and things like that and how they develop their pitches. And I think that helped me a lot just being close with those guys because they were so open about everything that it was real easy to just kind of pick up on one or two things that they were doing. And, and I'll, I'll never forget like watching Walker Powell every single weekend. I mean, he was one of the best pitchers we've ever seen. And for me watching him he was he was my type of pitcher when it came to you know he was just going to go fill up the zone and let that weak contact happen and I mean I saw him go a couple no-hitters I'm pretty sure my freshman year through those 7 inning games we we had to play but I mean it was really impressive
2: when you think back on that year what did you learn about pitching the the day-to-day ability to go out and pitch against uh, teams that are really good everybody's good in this uh, league and everybody's good in this level what are some of the things you kind of picked up about how to face matters and do the things you're able to do now
4: I certainly learned that the best pitch in baseball is, is strike one uh, because I found I still even to this day I find myself if, if you don't land that first pitch you know you're, you're kind of making it a little bit harder on yourself and A 1-0 count versus a 0-1 count is a completely different game, and that's what I learned my freshman year was being able to go get ahead of hitters and and actually attack, not be on the – I mean, although you're on defense, you don't want to be – On the defensive end of that, you want to be the aggressor, and that's what I would say I learned the most was that whenever you're on the mound, you need to make sure the hitter's on their heels and you're on your toes at all times.
2: Coach Oz has been here, Christian Ostrander. You've been at uh, Southern Miss, and uh, a lot of things he's done to kind of not necessarily change you, but maybe a better pitcher, including that sinker we've seen you use a lot of times this year that you've been able to get in there for strikes and really kind of helped you improve what you do on the mound.
4: Oh, yeah. Coach Oz has helped me throughout – yeah, my whole career now in college. So, I mean, he taught me that sinker, and all it's done has gotten better and better. And, I mean, getting more feel for it, being able to throw it to both sides of the plate. I mean, he helps me with that. He helps me whenever I have, you know, mechanical issues. He's real quick to be like, oh, that front side's opening up. And, I mean, I fix that one thing, and the next thing I know the ball's got – a couple more inches of depth and it's right there in the strike zone I and mean, he's taught me so much about baseball.
2: What's it mean to you to be the Friday night starter that made you, really makes you're the number one guy in the starting rotation? What's that mean to be able to step out there this past week on a Thursday night but normally on a Friday night? What's that mean to you?
4: I mean it means the world to me. I wouldn't give this up for anything. I uh... I go every single week. I get I get one outing a week. And I mean, we've talked about it as a team that I mean, I have one opportunity per week to try to help us win the game. And so whenever I do get that opportunity, I'm it's life or death to me. It's it's either me or the hitter. I'm I'm thinking of it as a war. And I feel like that's how everybody should treat it. And I know our guys on the team do. But when it comes to the Friday night spot, I mean, just having the, the amount of people we have in the, in the stands on a Friday and just under the lights, it's a feeling that we almost couldn't can't put into words because it's so exciting. The adrenaline that you feel is is unreal, and I mean, there's no choice but to go out there and fight.
2: How do you, when you go on the road, obviously last week we play a Thursday night game against Old Dominion, not a lot of people there, at least not like there is at Pete Taylor Park. How do you kind of channel what you feel at Pete Taylor Park when you're on the road and there's not that crowd
4: Honestly, I really just, when I'm on the mound, even when I'm at home, I keep my eyes low. I mean, I'm looking at... The catcher i'm looking at his mitt i don't really like to glance up in the in the stands too much because i know that that's how it can be i know that not everyone in our conference is is going to fill the house like that so if you can learn how to pitch in those environments where it's drained and you got to create your own energy then i mean it's going to be real easy to go out there at Pete taylor park and pitch with that energy because i mean you got all these people behind you cheering for you so i mean if, if you feel like you're getting down in a hole you can get out of it just like that because you know that all you gotta do is make that one pitch and everybody's gonna go crazy. Junior Ryan Andrew Tanner
2: Hall visiting with us today as we go inside Southern Miss athletics. Let's talk about this team. Each team is different from year to year and uh, different players and different types of atmospheres, things like that. What do you like about this team and how's it a little bit different, maybe than the one a year ago?
4: So this team, I mean, we're we're real fighters. I feel like I mean I've seen us now in a couple games, um, more than a couple games now, but really fighting in those last innings, you know, like kind of when it looks like things are going to go our way uh, where we're getting in the box and we're starting to get runners on, kind of getting that momentum going. And I feel like that's one thing that in the past our teams kind of failed with a couple of times. I mean, yeah, we've pulled through as well, but this team doesn't really give up and I feel like that's that's really good for us because I mean, it's a bunch of new guys. Uh, I mean, we got good chemistry with each other. We've been hanging out now for a couple months, so we know each other pretty well, but I mean, this team is, we want to win really, really bad. And I think that, you know, kind of having that rough start to the season really showed us how bad we want to win because that feeling is a feeling that none of us wanted to feel. And once conference started, you can kind of see that we started getting on a little roll, figuring things out. We've, we've dropped a couple games we feel like we could have had. We know we could have had some sweeps in there, but winning the series is really important and that's all we can kind of hope for when it comes to that i know when you were uh,
2: you're a guy now that kind of takes some of the younger guys under your wing a little bit who, who were the guys when you were coming up through the system at southern miss who were the guys that kind of put their arm around you and kind of gave you some tips about how to be successful
4: Hunter Stanley, really what i would say is probably one of the top ones to take me under his wing he I used to throw with him. He was my throwing partner freshman year, most of the year. So I would throw with him, watch him throw his pitches. I mean, he'd, he'd throw his pitches to me every single day and it made me learn a couple of things, you know, like, OK, so sometimes you just got to throw the ball, just got to rip it, things like that. But I mean, he also talked me through the baseball aspect. You know, he's the Friday night guy that year. So, of course, I'm going to ask him some questions, but. He kind of told me how he how he keeps his cool and stuff. He showed me, you know, that energy that you need to kind of get your dugout going. Because there's sometimes whenever the game's kind of dry and there's not many runs or hits, then you gotta have to you're gonna have to get that strikeout and you know and fire that dugout up yourself. And, and I think he really taught me that well. You and uh, Coach Oz added that little bit of a sinker to
2: your repertoire of pitches. Uh, how difficult was that, and how much has that kind of changed the way you pitch out there?
4: The hardest part about the sinker was learning, like, where I wanted to start it and stuff when I'm pitching because I can't just throw it down the middle or start it down the middle because then it'll end up in the batter's box, so I kind of had to make some adjustments as far as, like, maybe aiming for the catcher's knee or things like that, but... Once I figured it out, I mean, it was pretty easy to just kind of trust it and throw it in the zone because, I mean, once I saw that it was – once it was in the zone, I was getting a lot of weak contact, ground balls and things like that, so it kind of kept me rolling. Golden Eagles, a year
2: ago, last couple years have been in, of course, when you were here in the Conference USA, now in the Sun Belt. Both are good baseball leagues, but it looks like the Sun Belt may be a little bit deeper. Every time you go out there, really good baseball teams.
4: Oh, yeah, Sun Belt's no joke for sure. I mean, Conference USA wasn't either, I mean, especially when they had that uh, good – Tech team and you know, Old Dominion last year, especially. But I mean, yeah, Sunbelt really, I mean, they got competition in here. No one's gonna make it easy for us. Like I said, we should have had two sweeps by now, and we haven't, and that's because of how bad every team wants it in this league, and it really shows. Obviously,
2: you want to keep playing baseball as long as you can. What are you studying though at know Southern Miss, and someday when baseball's over, you want to want to do one day?
4: Uh, I am a business major here, but when if baseball ends for me, I plan on trying to open maybe an athletic training facility somewhere, and and kind of you know being able to bring kids in and train them, or maybe uh, some professional athletes train them, give people a place to go and someplace, you know, just to kind of touch down and be able to play baseball all the time, whether it's day or night. Well, keep up a good work. You're having a great year. You're a big part of the success
2: of Golden Eagle Baseball. Look forward to seeing you again on Friday night, so uh, thanks for the visit, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. All right. Tanner Hall, Golden Eagle Junior right-hander out of Zachary, Louisiana. Nice enough to sit down with us today. Take us inside Southern Miss Athletics. When we come back, we'll talk to the junior outfielder out of Columbia or Bunker Hill, Mississippi. Slade Wilkes will stop by to visit with us when we come back. This is Inside Southern Miss Athletics. Southern Miss fans, for more unique Golden Eagles content, subscribe to the official USM podcast, Inside Southern Miss Athletics, hosted by the voice of the Golden Eagles, John Cox. Hear from a variety of different guests and their stories as John dives deep on their connection to the university through athletics and the community. You can also find archived coaches shows. Search Inside Southern Miss Athletics on the Varsity Podcast Network. It's also on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. And welcome, back everybody, as we continue to go inside a Southern Miss Athletics. we going to continue to talk about Golden Eagle baseball and visit with junior outfielder-slash-designated hitter Slade Wilkes out of Columbia, Mississippi. Nice enough to stop by and visit with us. And, Slade, let's talk first about how you got to Southern Miss. Growing up in Columbia, I'm not sure how often you came to watch the Golden Eagles at Pete Taylor Park, but talk about the interest in Southern Miss and
5: how maybe you wound up being a Golden Eagle. Yes, sir. From a very young age, I can uh, remember coming with my Uncle Danny to Southern Miss baseball and football games, really. Uh, He he was a season ticket holder for both, and I'd usually make a handful of football games and, you know, I'd say probably five to ten baseball games every year. So I've been coming for a long time.
2: So in high school, was baseball your only sport or did you play a little bit of everything, at least early in your high school career?
5: In junior high, I played all three sports, football, basketball and baseball at Columbia Academy. And then, you know, I had three knee surgeries from every year, seventh, eighth and ninth grade years. And those were all in football or due to football related injuries. And so that's kind of, you know, starting from 10th grade on, that's when I stuck to baseball because I just, you know, I kept getting hurt in football. So that's when baseball was
2: So it wasn't necessarily just the love of baseball. It just happened to the one that uh, maybe less injuries in uh, baseball than
5: was the other sport. Yeah, it was definitely that. I mean, I would say back then, you know, I loved football just as much. It was just, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, I think it was, you know, a sign from God, you know, essentially I got hurt every year in football. And then I'd be healthy again for baseball and then I'd play the whole summer circuit after school ball and then football rolls around and I get hurt again. So
2: what position did you play football out of curiosity? What what did you play in high school?
5: I played like a tight end slash fullback and a linebacker. So, you were the guy they were hitting on all the time, right? All the time, all right. yes, sir.
2: How about in baseball, though? What made you, other than the injuries in football, what was it you eventually really loved about the game of baseball and made you decide maybe that's the direction you wanted to go, particularly when you got to college?
5: Yeah, I mean, I played other sports, but I was, you know, I was a lot better at baseball. And I, I enjoyed the other sports just as much, but baseball is just, I definitely knew it was my sport and my ticket to play college athletics. And, you know, once I really focused, started focusing on baseball in 10th grade, I just, I seemed to just, Constantly progress and get better, and then you know eventually sign with USM.
2: When did you first? You remember the first time you had any contact with the, one of the coaches from Southern Miss that were there, watching you or maybe watching somebody else and saw you play. Who was that first contact with? as the Golden
5: Eagles? So the first contact was Coach Kai in the summer between my freshman and sophomore year, and I was playing a tournament in Atlanta, Georgia, and he called me, and you know I talked with him for probably. Probably four months, and I ended up committing at uh, the end of September of 2017, which would have been my sophomore year. When you met Coach Kaye for the first time, was was he more interested
2: in you, or are you more interested in him and Southern Miss baseball?
5: I feel like it was pretty mutual. I was very interested, and you know, I could tell that they that they definitely were interested, knew I was a local kid, and uh, you know, that interest definitely picked up for me or for them liking me when I came to a, a camp here, and I, I did well.
2: When you got to Southern Miss, what did you discover right away maybe was the biggest adjustment you're going to have to make from being a high school baseball player to playing now at the Division One level in college?
5: Uh, you know, the biggest adjustment is just, you know, that there's 38 other guys in that locker room who are, you know, equivalent just as good as you, and that's something, you know, I wasn't you know necessarily used to coming from a small school and just the whole aspect of, you know, really competing and stuff like that against some uh, good opponents and teammates, I mean stuff like that when you got to Southern Miss and uh got to this level can't remember if you
2: were playing right away but was was that hard I mean you come in from no matter who you are you come in from high school you're probably a a day-to-day player and a multi-sport athlete at that high school if you didn't play right away was that something you kind of said well I'm going to learn from this and try to get better and watch the guys that are playing what was kind of going through your mind early on
5: yeah, you know, I, as a freshman, I started off, you know, the first four or five games and then uh, I didn't do that well. So obviously I sat the bench and, you know, it was definitely something I wasn't used to and had to, you know, kind of find myself. And then, you know, I figured out my role. And, you know, later that year, I, uh, I had a few successful moments as a pinch hitter. And that really helped me, you know, have some success that year and helped me lean on something heading into summer ball. Was that hard? All good athlete, tough to sit on that bench. Was that early? early on? Was that hard for you to do? Yeah, for, uh, for probably a week or so. It was definitely something I wasn't used to, obviously, because, I mean, I'd played, you know, every game for, you know, my high school since probably eighth grade. And it was just something I wasn't used to. But, it, you know, I tell people all the time that was, you know, one of the best things that happened to me because I became a, a much better teammate and a man because of that. Stuff like that. So.
2: We are visiting with Golden Eagle Jr. outfielder and designated hitter we're from Columbia. That's Slade Wilkes. Nice enough to sit down with us today. Take us inside Southern Miss Athletics. Take us through that moment where you finally felt like, okay, I'm going to get a chance to play and i got to try to take advantage of this. you remember that really that first time that you were kind of penciled in as a starter for Golden Eagles?
5: on a regular basis anyway. on a regular basis uh, you know it was last year as a uh, as a sophomore year you know I kind of went off the summer ball after my freshman year had, did well had continued success in the fall and so you know I felt like you know I was definitely going to be a starter and then you know, I had struggled actually opening a week in the first two games and then the third game I had a, you know, I had some success and then, you know, after a few games there, I felt like I was an everyday guy and it was just like a relief.
2: If we had watched you play in high school at Columbia, how are you a different hitter and fielder maybe than you would have been the several years ago?
5: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm definitely a, a better hitter, you know, I mean, it's just, it's obvious because, you know, we didn't play the level of uh, competition necessarily and so, it was just, it was a lot easier back then, and, you know, necessarily some things I did back then probably wouldn't work today. And, uh, you know, as a fielder, I've came a long way, which, truth be told, at Columbia Academy, I was actually an infielder for most of my years. And uh, I played shortstop and third base, and I only got to play one year of outfield, even though I, I knew the whole time I was an outfielder. It was just what I had to do
2: there. What did you learn right away when you got here, or eventually at Southern Miss, that made you maybe a better hitter or a better player than you were when you were in high school?
5: Yeah, I mean, I've definitely uh, changed some things up. You know, my swing is just, you know, when I came, I, I kind of had like a longer, little, more so uppercut swing. And just now, you know, I've toned it down a little bit, just constantly try to tell myself to stay within myself and just uh, consistently make square contact with the ball. Do you
2: remember when Coach Barry or whoever it might have been told you eventually, hey, you you are now the starter, whether it be at DH or in the outfield? Do you remember that time and what you kind of felt like you had done to earn that spot in the starting lineup?
5: You know, there was never a specific time where coach told me like, hey, you know, this is your job or something like that. I mean, he, I mean, he just writes a lineup card and you go see. But, you know, after a few games, you know, you can realize that, you know, you're a guy and you're a guy that, you know, your teammates look lean to you for success and stuff like that. And so. It was definitely, like I said, it was, a you know, within a few weeks last year, I felt like I was one of those guys. Last year was really a magical
2: year for the Golden Eagles, make it to the Super Regionals and a lot of the action, obviously most of the action here at Pete Taylor Park. What was it like to go through that season last year as a part of this Golden Eagle baseball team?
5: Oh yeah, last year was an awesome season. We had a, you know, awesome group of guys just like we do this year. And, you know, to be able to have all that postseason in Hattiesburg at Pete Taylor Park was truly awesome. And that's something, you know, I hope we get back to this year. Talk a little bit about this team as you brought that up this year. How is this team, if,
2: if it is, different from a year ago? Or how is it better? Or how do you need to get better from maybe the team of a year ago?
5: You know, I think we got a, a really solid baseball club this year. I think we're really starting to gel right now. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, it is a little bit different than last year in a way that, you know, last year we had a whole lot of returners and added a few, maybe a few key pieces. But this year, you know, we're, basically half and half between new guys and returners and you know I feel like we're really starting to gel right now. I was talking before you came on with us with Tanner Hall
2: there's a young man who uh, has turned into one of the best pitchers of the country what's it like to kind of play when that guy's out on the mound?
5: Playing behind uh, T. Hall as we call him is uh, is unbelievable I mean you know it's a really a relief as an offense you know you just got to figure out a way to score you know a handful of runs because you know he's going to do his thing on any given night he can. He's a guy,
2: too, you're pretty sure when he goes out there on a Friday night, maybe you don't have to score a lot of runs you want to, but he's not going to give the other guy a lot of opportunities to score in a ball game.
5: You know, when people ask me about T. Hall, I tell them, you know, he's the ultimate competitor. I mean, if he could, if his arm allowed him, he'd probably try to throw every game just because he always wants the ball and he wants to go out and prove to the other team that he's better than him. He talks to me and tells me he used to be a great soccer player. It's hard to believe that the great soccer player now has
2: turned into one of the, the best pitchers in college baseball.
5: Hey, I believe it now. He's a competitor and he's an athlete, so doesn't surprise me. All right,
2: we're visiting with Slade Wilkes, the outfielder, designated hitter, the junior out of Columbia, Mississippi. Nice enough to visit with us today as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. All right, talk about this season, uh, the Golden Eagles, as you and I talk right now, I think are 19-10 of the year, but right in the thick of the, the race in the Sunbelt Conference. The Sunbelt's good, but so was Conference USA, but never an easy ball game, no matter who you play now in the Sunbelt Conference.
5: Oh no doubt the uh you know what we've learned through what are we four weekends in I believe uh, you know every team we've played so far has been a you know a quality baseball team, and you know there's you got to bring it every single game, never take a game for granted. It's some really good teams that we've played so far.
2: How about you? How have you liked your performance so far this year? How do you feel like you want to try to get better as we head into this final couple of months of the season?
5: Yeah, you know, I thought I've I've done all right so far. There's definitely some things that, you know, I think I could clean up and I think that will come over time. But, you know, one thing I challenge myself every day, whether it's today before we go out to practice or tomorrow, is just consistency be consistent, and uh, be even-keeled, as Coach Barry likes to say, between a bat to a bat. Every team seems to have its own personality. How is this team
2: maybe different than the team of a year ago? Uh,
5: Yeah, you know, I think last year we had, you know, between the pitchers and hitters, maybe some more – I guess you I don't know if you'd say flashy or just kind of showy guys, but this year we just you know, in my opinion, we just got a lot of guys that just want to take care of business. Explain to people what it's like to play at Pete Taylor Park. Obviously one of the great
2: atmospheres in college baseball. We've got such a great fan base, the right field roost and all the types of things. What's that like for a guy to play in front of crowds like we see at Pete Taylor Park?
5: Oh I mean it's unbelievable. I mean we go you know, we had a midweek earlier in the year. There's, you know, a few thousand people here. And, you know, the team we were playing, I remember talking to their second baseman. He said, man, this is unbelievable. We've never even had this many at a, you know, a weekend series. And so they all just think it's incredible. And so do we. And it's it's so much fun. Teams come in here. We always seem to get their best shot because
2: they never play in front of crowds like they see at Pete Taylor Park. So they're a little more motivated to try to
5: beat the Golden Eagles. Oh, no doubt. I was talking to a guy from Illinois, and he was like, just talking about how incredible it was. And I think that kind of amped them up and helped them find it different gear but uh they other teams definitely love it too because there's you know any given night there could be five thousand people here so talk a little bit about
2: what you're studying at southern miss and one day when your baseball career is done at southern miss obviously you want to continue to keep playing baseball but what are you studying at southern miss and when baseball is over one day what do you want to do
5: yeah i'm a uh, business administration major with hopes to one day either be something on the management side or or i could see myself doing some marketing one day But I am sure you still want to play. You want to play baseball, I would think, as long as you can. Oh, no doubt. I want to play baseball until they tell me I can't play anymore. Hey, did you have a favorite player growing up or a guy
2: nowadays that you watch maybe playing Major League Baseball that uh, you kind of follow, that you
5: kind of modeled your game after? So, when I was younger, I wouldn't necessarily say model my game after but i I really love chipper Jones I love how he you know I loved his swing the fact that he was even though I was never a switch hitter I just loved I thought that was so cool that he was just as good from one side of the plate to the other so Chipper Jones when I was growing up and i I would say now that I definitely, you know, study guys' swings, you know, and just kind of watch what they do and approach stuff in the game today.
2: All right, we know you're from Columbia, Mississippi. Before I let you go, uh, Bunker Hill, we got a lot of family. I'm not sure if you live exactly in Bunker Hill, but I know you got a lot of family and and friends that live in Bunker Hill. Tell everybody
5: what's that like and exactly where that is. Okay, so Bunker Hill is a t- it's not a town; it's a community about. About 10 miles north of Columbia, halfway between Columbia and the little town of Bassfield, And so I won't say the road name so everybody knows, but there's a stretch on a road out there where there's my Wilkes family and extended families of about a a mile stretch where it's just all family. And so I like to tell people, needless to say, when I grew up, I never had a babysitter because I could always just go stay at a family member's house. And it's really awesome playing at Southern Miss because on any given night, you know, I could have 30 family members here and then that many more watching at home who weren't able to make it. Well, it's a lot of fun to watch you play. We're looking forward to some great things
2: out of here during the rest of this season and into the postseason for the Golden Eagles. So, thanks for the visit. Have a great weekend, and we'll win some more ball games this week.
5: Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Go Eagles. All right. That is
2: Golden Eagle, junior outfielder slash designated hitter Slade Wilkes out of Columbia, Mississippi. Nice enough to visit with us today as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. Thanks, as always, to Director of Athletics Jeremy McLean, also to junior right-hander Tanner Hall, and again, to Slade Wilkes for visiting with today as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. That'll do it this week. Till next time, John Cox is always reminding you of the three essential happiness. Something you can do, something to love, something to hope for. Hope to have you with us next time as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics.